0: the Ultimate OD Podcast. We have an amazing episode for you. This is a new year, so we have New Year's resolutions. I'm going to tell you how to stay motivated for 2021. We'll talk a little office talk. This is a recap of scleral lenses, myopia management, and looking at some of the changes to be more efficient during COVID that we can apply to our practices in 2021. A little brief nugget of a cold start story that I have for you, and then a closing thought of the episode, this is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the Ultimate OD Podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. all right my friends this is the ultimate od podcast this episode is our new year's episode and i just want to say thank you for 2020 coming to an end let's bring on 2021 but in all reality things have been going very well i hope you guys are doing well out there thank you for all the love you've shown on instagram facebook twitter Uh, we're going to keep bringing new stuff in 2021 We are going to try some uh, little short clips throughout the week, so we'll call them the Ultimate OD Nuggets. Don't worry if you don't like the little five-minute or less segments. We will have our normal Friday episode, but we just want to give you more content and try and break things up, just have a little nugget of the day, various topics from staff management to CEO mindset, customer service, scleral lenses, you name it. We'll have little segments broken up throughout the week, so tune in for that. If you see more... uh, more content coming your way it's only to give you uh, more ways to improve your practice and uh, just talk optometry but anyways this this episode I want to talk to you about motivation okay I think this is a great time to talk about motivation and ways to keep yourself energized and going whenever we hit the new year everyone likes to have the idea of let's have a new year resolution I want to go back one year to 2019 going to 2020. Do any of you listening right now have a 2020 resolution that you carried to the end of 2020? Or did it stop in the end of January? Did it stop at the end of February? How far did you guys make it? Why are gym memberships always the highest at the beginning of the year? Because everyone's going to start new, turn the page, and be better for it. And by the end of January, it's over. They're done. Yahtzee, people are done. All right. So how do you do this? What do you have to do to keep yourself motivated? When you're a private practice owner, there is no boss, no agenda. You set it. You decide what you need to do. So you have to be self-motivated. A way to do that is to whatever you're doing in the office, pick things that interest you. If you don't like working with pediatric patients, don't look into myopia management. Don't be a pediatric office. Be, you know, deal with a disease, deal with adults. You can set the age limit of kids you see, but pick things that interest you. If you really don't like the retina, disease is not the place for you to be. We have an awesome profession where you can set this up to be whatever you want. So don't do what the latest magazine says. Don't do what your friends are doing. Take a deep breath. Step back, look and see what is your motivation? What do you like to do? A good way to think about that is what do you like to read about? You know the things that are really interesting to you. If you can stay motivated to read and learn more about that, that might be something you want to put your uh, focus and energy on in 2021. Now, this is something I was thinking maybe a week ago, maybe more relevant to me right now because I'm making a lot of changes in my office. But something I like to do is create a sense of urgency. If you just say, I'm going to do scleral lenses and you leave it wide open, you, nothing's going to happen. If you say by the end of this year or at the end of January, I want to have scleral lenses implemented. I want to know the lens I want. I want to have candidates to see. And I want to have a marketing plan made. Well, now you have a sense of urgency. So you have to create a sense of urgency in what you're doing. No one's going to make you get up, go into the office and do work. You have to find a way to create that, and that's one thing I like to do. So we're going to talk about three ways that you can stay motivated for the new year. The first thing you have to do is set goals. I know it sounds simple. It sounds easy, but set goals. Now, the first thing I'll tell you is you can set a goal in your mind. You can say it, but unless you write it down, unless you tell people you don't really have a goal it's a dream it's just something you have out there but you write it down and you start telling people about it now it's a goal right you told them you told your staff this is what we're going to do if you don't follow through you have a sense of accountability so make sure you tell people the other thing about doing that is when you tell people you'll be surprised how many people are going to support you oh you want to do this i know x y and z who have done that when i was starting my opium management uh, one of my friends told me about a practice of people that I knew that are doing really well with myopia management. I looked at their website. I contacted them. I got a good, a lot of good feedback. So you don't even realize what people are doing around you unless you tell them. I had a friend of mine that I interned at at the Cheyenne Vision Clinic, and they're starting a myopia management practice. Well, one month ago, I was texting him and saying, hey, are you into myopia management? What do you think of it? He's like, oh, really big, go after it. And I'm like, cool. We're going after it really hard. I think there's a lot of growth potential. And he actually brought on a doctor who's implementing his program. And he's like, hey, can you talk to him? We had a 45-minute conversation today. Had we not had that interaction... I'm not telling him what my goal was. He wouldn't have known to contact me and vice versa. So make sure you tell people, tell your colleagues. That's how you get information to grow. Also, tell your patients what you want to do, what you're adding to your office, because they might know someone that would benefit from it. So tell people, do not make this a silent thing that you're only doing internally, because then you're just keeping it to yourself. You're not going to put all the effort and energy because you don't have the accountability. The next thing you have to do is send benchmarks. So specific dates that you want to get things done. Don't just say, I'm going to start a glaucoma practice and say that. I want a glaucoma practice that is seeing at least three glaucoma patients a week by July right? You can set any goals, but make sure you set specific goals that have benchmarks so you can see if you're progressing where you want to be. For example, I'm starting to see scleral lens patients. My goal for 2021, the whole year, i like to see 12 to 24. I know that's kind of a broad range, but again, in my mind, it's going to be slow the first quarter, but I want to start picking up from there. So if I get to the point where I'm seeing one a month, a little momentum, see two a month by the end of the mo- of the year, I get to that 12 to 24 range. And if I hit the ground running, things just take off. 24 is not outside the realm of possibility. So set specific goals and then also reward yourself. So after I see 10 scleral lens patients, I'm going to buy X, Y, or Z. Or after I see this many glaucoma patients, I'm going out to eat. I'm going to take the office out. Tell the office If we see this many myopia management patients, or if we have 20 consults in the first two quarters of the year, we're all taking a Friday off, we're taking a long weekend, and we're going to Great Wolf Lodge in Michigan, right? I don't care what it is, but you set those goals, incentivize your staff, you're going to work harder for it. So make sure that you're telling people about it, you're setting specific benchmarks, and then you're rewarding yourself when you hit those benchmarks, the next thing I think you can do to motivate yourself is spend money. I know that sounds crazy, but you spend money, you buy a, buy something, you have skin in the game. I bought a OCT for interior segment and optic nerve and macula. You know what I'm starting to see more? Glaucoma suspects or people I was referring out to other offices now have a place in my office. And because I have that piece of equipment, I'm looking even harder for it. You invest in a case of Macu health or um, macular degeneration vitamins, you start looking for macular degeneration. You buy an axial biometer uh, IOL master, and you start seeing kids that you want to measure axial length on. You see a little progression. Now you have a myopia management patient that you can treat. Spend money on things, okay? And it doesn't just have to be equipment. You take a class on scleral lenses. You bring the staff to a a lunch and learn where they're talking about multifocal contacts. You figure out what you want to do. You invest money in it. I'll tell you this right now. You're going to try and do it. Nobody likes seeing something sitting there and not using it. That's a waste of money. That's not what you want to do. And the last thing I'm going to say is commit. All right. Whatever you decide to do in 2021, you cannot let yourself fall off the cliff. And when I say that, what invariably happens is this happens for any resolution, but this is what I see with friends doing new things as you start off on that just exponential curve. You are taken off. Everything is fun. You're reading as much as you can and you're just shooting up there, right? And then rubber meets the road. You start talking to patients. You start trying to do it. And guess what? It's not as easy as you read. You hit some road bumps. You have some hiccups and you look around and you say, you know what? I was doing pretty good. My office is doing great with glasses and contacts or before I added this life wasn't that hard and you just cold turkey stop and you never touch it again. What you need to do is fight through that. What I like to tell my friends or my my colleagues that do this as well is it's like tectonic plates. So you fight, fight, it sucks, 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 sucks and then boom. They shake, you have an earthquake, avalanche, you name it, and things just take off. You have to fight through that sticking point and get them to move. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a linear fashion, but it will take off for you. So stay motivated. Best time to do this is the new year because in our minds, it's a mental thing. We like to reset. So set goals, tell everyone about it, set benchmarks, spend money, commit to this, and you'll be better for it. You'll have a great 2021. I cannot wait to hear the stories of all the things that you're doing in your practices. This has been The Rundown, ending 2020. All right, my friends, we're going to talk a little office talk right now. I have a ton of stuff to talk about, and it's kind of a culmination of the year of what I've done and what's going on. So I'm going to just put this out there and we'll work through it step by step. The first is myopia management. Now, I was talking to uh, one of my friend's doctors. Oh, so the doctor works for him. I don't really know him, but he's trying to start a myopia management practice. And we had a 45-minute conversation today. I called him up and said, hey, so tell me where you at, what have you done? And he kind of outlined it. And I said, so tell me now, uh, what's your philosophy? Are you going to itemize it out or are you going to have a global fee? And he's like, I think I'm going to have a global fee. And I'm like, okay, tell me about that. Which, what's your global fee? And he said, well, for Ortho-K, I'm going to charge this amount. For Atropine, I'm going to charge this amount and then this. And I said, okay, I get it. In his In his mind, he had one fee. It's a two-year contract, and he goes from there. And I said, I don't think we're talking the same language when we talk global fees. He's like, what, what do you mean? I go, well, say they sign up for your orthokeratology and you charge, we'll call it $3,000 for two years. And halfway through that, you see that they're still progressing. And you say, you know what? We're going to add a little bit more treatment and we're going to put, uh, continue ortho-K, but we're going to put you yeah, on atropine drops as well. What are you going to charge then? He's like, oh yeah, I, I don't really know. I said, that's exactly it. That's not a global fee. What you need is a a global fee is a universal fee for myopia management, not ortho K, not atrophy, not soft contacts for any of the therapies and everything that falls under the umbrella. All right. If you want to itemize it out, that's fine. But the scenario that I ran across to you is now your, your dilemma say they you start them off in ortho k they pay the money it's the most expensive and a month in they're like i just can't do this i want to go to soft contacts or atropine do you refund the money do you change it what what do you do global fee it's all covered if you itemize it out those are just scenarios you have to play out in your head you have to have answers for them the next thing is building on myopia management so i've have a couple of patients that are now four or five months into therapy everyone's doing great. No one's progressing except this one patient came in and she's a 11 year old white female. Okay. Last year she was minus 50, roughly in the right eye, minus a quarter in the left. We came in for her yearly exam. This was in August. She refracted to minus one, minus a quarter, axis 180. Left eye was minus 75, minus 50, axis 140. We saw her at one week, one month, and everything is going fine, no issues with the drops. She's on the 0.25% atropine. Just QHS, axial length has been stable. We measured axial length at this visit. This is the four months uh, from her last exam, three months into therapy. Stable. So axial length has not changed, mind you. Realizing kids, generally we'll see the axial length go before the RX changes. We're in a crazy time now. They're on screens, uh, virtual learning right eye went up to a minus 150, left eye went up a quarter. So we have about a half a diopter change in the right eye, a quarter change in the left at three months. That's not good, okay? So what am I doing? I'm gonna have her return to care in three months, well, first of all, I'm going to update her glasses. I want her to have the best prescription possible. Some studies have shown that being undercorrected can make the retina grow at a faster pace. It's kind of variable, but I like to think if they're uncorrected, they're going to progress more. So get her the best vision she can possibly have. We're updating lenses. Having her go three more months, staying on this 0.025% atropine. If she progresses, my next plan is to increase to 0.05% atropine. Now, what I would love to do is put her on orthokeratology. However, this patient has no desire to put in soft contacts or ortho K. The best thing I can do is the atropine. If I wanted to, I could do a, you know, executive bifocal. But again, getting compliance and then cosmetically, I just don't think that's a good therapy for a child. I think it's going to throw them off more than anything. We have the eyes and anti fatigue lens in their glasses trying to help out. But just a dilemma that I'm running into, and we'll see how, how it goes. Now, again, my other patients, stable, they're doing fine. You are going to have patients that do not respond to therapy. You are going to have patients that progress at a higher rate than you expect. Now, question is, if I wasn't putting her on atrophy now, would it go any quicker? I can't answer that question, but her axial length isn't growing. So just a clinical challenge. Chew on that. If you have any feedback, shoot it my way. I'd love to hear it. Now we'll go to scleral lenses. And I will tell you this, I am having so much fun with sclerals. I've been motivated, excited, reading about it. My wife's wearing a set of sclerals. She's giving me great feedback. She loves the vision. Here's the thing though. Two things that I want to just pass on clinical pearls to you and then share a little bit of a story. One, remember, when you're doing an over-refraction with sclerals, if you do the minus if you're minus 4 or over remember to vertex convert we always know that when we're doing a refraction and then we go to contacts we we convert right we if they're a minus 450 and the phoropter, we give them a 425 contact it was not intuitive to me if they have a scleral lens on and i over refract a minus 450 that i only give 425 of power so think about that make sure that you vertex convert when you're over refracting sclerals The other thing is, never, 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 and I'll say it again, never, never, never forget that the trial lens has power. Okay? I had a great fit. Two great fits. All my fits are going awesome. Had a patient come in for the dispensing appointment. So the goal of that, put on his custom lenses, make sure everything looks good, teach him how to put them on, take them off, and care and handle lenses. I'll see him back in two weeks. Put on the lenses and he was doing great in the trials, put on the new lenses. He's like, these are off. They don't feel really great. And again, me just thinking, well, I do have fluorescein in there. You might have to get used to them. It's a little bit different. Try it out. Go. So I did my evaluation. The fit was perfect. Everything looked pristine. I over-refracted them. Plus one, both eyes. I'm like, well, plus one, both eyes held over the plus ones uh, and trial lenses. Everything looked great like, well, let me send you over to the next room. You can work on INR. And I called Dr. Bauer. Remember I'm in the clip program. I called her and then I texted her. I'm like, Hey, Dr. Bauer, um, this happened. Do you have any advice? And she's like, that's, I don't know. He's presbyopic, right? Said, yeah, he's presbyopic. Maybe he just has to get used to him. And she's like, yeah, let's, let's just go. And then about five minutes later, she texted me and she goes, that was the same over a fraction, both eyes. I go, Oh yeah, absolutely. She goes, did we forget to put in the trial lens power? And I said, we didn't forget to do it. I forgot to do it. I ordered it. And sure enough, I put in my over refraction. I didn't order with the over refraction factoring in the power of the lens. So the power of the trial lens was plus one. And that's what he over refracted to. So easy fix. I was able to, I mean, Patients were really cool about it. I told him, yeah, now we got this. Now I'm going to order your custom powers. We know the fit's great. You'll come back. And he was really fine, good about it. But the problem is when I did that order, I had fit five patients uh, really back to back to back. And two of the five, I forgot the trial lens power and I just hit my head up against the wall. That was a low moment. That was one of the times when you're like, yeah, I'm going to be a scleral lens specialist. And you think, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. And this is what I was talking about in my rundown. Sometimes you hit that point and it would be really easy to say this is just isn't for me. This is too hard, but I know I'll figure it out. I know I will never make that mistake again and this is how you learn. Without pain, you do not grow. A little pain, tail between my legs, a little humbling experience, but I'll be better for it. But just know uh, when I was talking to Dr. Bauer, I, I called the lab also to reorder, let them know what happened. They just laughed at me. They said, we've been there. Be happy that it wasn't a minus nine patient. You know, just live and learn. All really cool. You can get the, you know, make the exchanges. You're not alone. Everyone that has done what you want to do has been in your shoes. They've made the mistakes. You have to be confident enough to know you're going to fight through it. All right. So that's my myopia management. That's sclerals. Let's talk practice management. If you listen to the Power Hour with Dr. Gary Gerber this week, it might have been last week, uh, but recently he was telling us that during the times of COVID, we looked at our schedule and a lot of us cut back in how aggressively we were scheduled. So say you cut your schedule in half. The crazy part that's been happening is even though you cut your schedule in half, because of how we do things, how we adjusted our staff and everything, our bottom line net didn't get reduced in half. So he. A thing he was suggesting, and I really agree with, is really look at your schedule. Do you need to schedule as aggressively as you once were, or can you schedule at a more manageable pace, have a little bit less staff? Because if you schedule crazy aggressive, you need that much more staff, cut down a little bit of overhead, and still get the same profit. And I found, personally, that by scheduling not quite as aggressively, I can be a little short of staff and still make... The same, if not more money. So I just encourage all of you to take a step back and look at that because our mindset is always, we need to go, 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 go. When in our reality, we might not have to push as hard, work a little less hard, work smarter, we'll make more. A thing I've done as well is on my Fridays, I work nine to noon, send my staff home, and I'm there till four or five. And I will tell you this, that time invested, into my office has paid off. There's a lot of things I've implemented because I've had time to work on my office to be the CEO of my practice. I've had a vision, I've had a plan, and I've benefited from it. So don't just set time aside and use it as I'm gonna come in late or I'm not gonna do anything at this point or I'm gonna go home early. Set the time aside, make it useful. I promise you, you'll be better for it. So that's a little office talk to end 2020. All right, friends, a little cold start talk. Remember, this is where we look at where we were, see where we're at now, be thankful for how far we've come. So nothing major here. I've probably talked about this before, but as I'm starting a scleral lens practice, I know what I'm doing. And this is what I've done throughout my time of starting the office, is I'm trying to find a person or a couple of offices that are doing what I wanna do. There's no need to reinvent the wheel, my friends. Anything that you wanna do, I guarantee has been done already. You need to find a person, a mentor, an office to use as your baseline, use as your guide. You don't even have to talk to them. Just find their office, see what they're doing, read about their you know their website, or actually have a mentor, call them up and, and get, get advice. I guarantee you're not going to do everything the same way, but there's so many little nuances that they've made mistakes on, that they've stumbled on that are just more efficient than where you'll be at when you're starting off that you need to see it and make it your own. So find a mentor, find a practice that does what you want to do and copy it and then make it your own. Find the inefficiencies that they're doing for your, your goals and modify them. But I'll tell you this, the skeleton, the guts of the of the practice, the guts of what they do, that's what you need. Get that, you'll be better for it. Really quick and simple, cold start, but find a mentor, find an office you want to be, duplicate it. From my experience, starting cold, adding specialties, simplest, most effective and efficient way to do it. Where, oh where did all this time go? This is the closing thought of the episode. And I'm gonna leave you with this this thought. We're ending the year, so I know you're probably having staff evaluations. You're looking at everyone top to bottom, front desk, workups, optical, check-ins, customer service. You pick your your criteria and you're gonna evaluate your staff on it. You're gonna tell them what they did good, tell them what they did bad, what your goals are for them in 2021. And that's just what we do. Now, a question I have for you is do you let them do the same to you? Do you let them have a way of communicating what they liked about the office, what they don't like about the office, what they think you've done well, what they think you could do better at? Nobody wants feedback. I mean, everyone says, "I'll give me feedback. What we want to hear is what we're good at. Very few people really want to hear what you think. And I'll tell you this, if your staff gives you feedback and you make sure, make it anonymous, get the good and the bad, you'll read over. They can put 10 good things on there. You'll see that one bad thing, everything else is washed. You'll honestly start thinking, what are they talking about? They did this, they did this, and they did this. Or do they know how much I do to make their lives easier, right? And I only say this for perspective, because when you go in and you give your review to your staff member, do you think they're looking forward to it? Do you think they like this? No. And do you think they like hearing the things they do wrong? Absolutely not. And you can tell them all these good things, but you say those one, two, three bad things or three things that they need to work on or haven't been as great as you'd like, and they're going to block out everything else. You have to find a way to have a healthy discussion to help them grow and be successful. And something I like to tell all my staff members because they look at me, I'm like, hey, it's review time. And they're like, oh, man. And I go... If you come into the review and I tell you something that you didn't know, I failed you over this course of the year. Because if I'm not giving you constant feedback, if you don't know exactly where you stand throughout the year, I'm doing a poor job or the office manager is doing a poor job. You have to have that kind of relationship in your office to get them to be good, to get them to grow. Nothing should be a surprise that you just saved to the end of the year because if that's how you operate, they'll hear it, be like, Thank goodness that's over, and now we can go back to doing the same things we've done the rest of the year. You'll be beating your head up against the wall because all the changes, all the things you suggested never get done, and that comes back to you, my friends. But overall, I just want to tell you that the only way we grow is through a little bit of pain, and hearing it transparently, being straightforward of what you're doing good, what you're doing bad, whether they're evaluating you or you're evaluating them, is the only way you can look yourself in the mirror and say, this is where I need to be better. I suggest you have these reviews and help those set the goals for 2021. Look at this. This is a complete episode. We talked about setting goals, staying motivated, and I'm ending with how do we set goals? How do we stay motivated? That's been the Ultimate OD Podcast. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.